Hello, obsessive listeners. Thanks for downloading the latest episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Um, this was a big week for the podcast. It was actually really huge because we bought some new equipment and got a new program to edit. Also, the big news was that we signed up for the Indie PopCon, which is a new pop culture convention here in Indianapolis. Um, that's going to be May 30th through June 1st, so we got a booth there. And we're going to take the podcast there. So if you're in the Indianapolis area, be on the lookout for that. Um, we have a lot of really cool stuff planned. And uh, also a bunch of other stuff happened that is uh, all kind of behind the scenes. But um, I appreciate you guys listening to it. So this week's episode is episode 25. It's Space Movies Part 1. Um, here we talk about a bunch of space movies, particularly Gravity. Now, we spoiled the movie a lot. Um... <laughs> So, if you're if you're scared about getting it spoiled, either skip ahead past the gravity discussion, or check out the spots where you have to fast forward and, and all that. Um, but it was a really good discussion. We went into some other discussions about other space movies and the space program in general. Um, it was a lot of fun. Of course, feedback is always welcome at ovpodcast at gmail um, Enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to episode 25 of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Today uh, we're talking about space movies. I'm your host, Matt Hurt. I'm at Obsessive Viewer. Joining me today is Mike White from Evansville at I am Mike White on Twitter and Tiny from here in Speedway where I am uh, at Obsessive Tiny on the Twitters. So guys, space movies. Lots of space movies. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love space <laughs> movies. I feel like this is something... Matt, that it, you have wa- been wanting to talk about forever. I'm I'm not gonna lie. This is the I, I've been very excited about it. Like when I like you you get you had the suggestion, Mike, and I I'm gonna run with it totally. That I'm going to name the episode Part One because yeah, I know that just knowing the <laughs> the vastness of space itself is mirrored by the vastness of space movies that have been released Mm -hmm. so we're going to dive into this well quite often i think in the in the future especially with next year with uh christopher nolan having uh releasing interstellar we're probably gonna dip back into that a couple times oh yeah Uh, yeah um but i think our main our main topic for today uh, our main thing to talk about with, with space movies is I think all three of us really want to get to discussing gravity. Am I, am I right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Nice. It's our, it's our primary source. Yes. Here. Cause it's uh most recent and oh, it's amazing. I've me personally, I've, I've honestly seen it three times in the theater. Wow. <laughs> um, and I intend on seeing it a fourth time when it hits the IMAX downtown. Um, nice. wow. big IMAX. Um, so what do you guys think of gravity? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> there's, there's, that's the best way to start it. Um, I, I had been, I had been looking forward to it a little bit just because it's uh, Alfonso Cuarón and he hasn't done anything since, uh, I think, since Children of Men, which was Correct. like six or seven years ago. Um, and I love that movie, so I, I really, I was looking forward to it for that reason. But uh, man, I, I, I didn't have it overhyped. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was that good. Um, 
I just loved everything about it. Nice. Nice. Mike, how about you? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I went in expecting to like it maybe more. I won't say that I'm let down, but I, I definitely am not calling it my movie of the year yet. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, I guess I say yet, but I, I won't <laughs> be calling it my movie of the year. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of things I liked about it. I, I wish... Uh, I wish it it had been it had been so long since I've seen it. It's probably been three weeks now since I watched the movie, and uh, and I remember saying to you, Matt, early on there there were things I didn't particularly like about George Clooney's character, right? Uh, and I'd I also I had also looked through Neil deGrasse Tyson's tweets about the movie, and we can mm-hmm. kind of get into that later. Uh, so that took me out of the movie a little bit, but other than that, the movie is fantastic. I mean, it yeah. is it is edge of your seat, interesting. So you haven't seen it three times in the theater? I have not. I've only seen it the one time. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you guys this before we kind of get into the meat of the, of the, of the, of the discussion. Um, 3D or 2D? I saw it in 3D, and I actually thought it was worth it for mm-hmm. once. <laughs> I, I did not have an option, and I saw it in 3D. I would have seen it in 2D, and I still wish I saw it in 2D. Oh, ah, okay. interesting. Yeah. I uh I saw it twi- uh I, I don't know. I feel like the nerd in uh in Clerks 2 when he's like when he's like uh 3 for return, uh 2 for towers. Um yeah. counting the times he saw Lord of the Rings. But anyway, I saw it I've seen it twice in 3D and once in uh 2D. Um and I I also think that the 3D actually enhanced it. There's a couple times where there's like clearly like the kind of uh kind of like 3d gimmicky kind of stuff where like they they take a tool and it floats off out of the screen and they grab it that, that kind of stuff but for the most part that that accounted for maybe two or three spots in the movie mm-hmm. um and the rest of the movie was just just pure the rest of the 3d was pure um ambiance and atmosphere right mm-hmm. yeah um, i i i can't get over and will never forgive uh the darkness that it brings to the screen in a, in a movie that takes place in the dark of space for ninety minutes, mm-hmm. to make that darker is unforgivable. I I can't I can't get over it, and I can't get over the strain it does on my eyes. Uh, mm. It's it's not worth the depth. It's not worth the gimmicky things. Of course, they're gimmicky. Uh, mm. It's just not worth it. I hate 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 three D. That's right. that's borrowing uh, Roger Ebert's. I hate hate <laughs> hated, but I really hate 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 three D to to huh. f- uh, with a passion. Right. To okay. uh for for our listeners to to clarify about the darkness of it, uh the way the 3D is shown and I might be wrong, you guys can correct me if you if, if I'm wrong, but the way it is it's like a dual projection kind of thing where it's uh it's shown twice, like the same thing is shown or uh, two two reels or whatever are shown concurrently or whatever and that causes it to be darker or something like that. And am I explaining it right? I think that's right. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I'm not 100%. Yeah. yeah. And plus even even more so when they film, if they film something for 3D specifically, mm-hmm. they have to actually light it brighter than they normally would just to right. to over yeah. to overcompensate for that. Right. Yeah. Um and just the glasses are tinted. Sim- yeah, yeah. Simply annoying. the glasses are tinted. It's it's just it's just bad. Uh and I also don't wear contacts, but I have glasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that gets frustrating when you have to wear the glasses over the glasses. I, 
Yeah, and I, I, I totally agree. I, I hate 3D just as much as the next guy, but, like, there's a difference between seeing Saw 3D or seeing Jurassic Park 3D and seeing Gravity in 3D, because Gravity, I mean, it's Alfonso Cuaron, and he's obviously... I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but... um, That's right. Okay, good. It kind of sounded like I was saying crayon. Anyway. Um, <laughs> crayon or whatever. Alfonso Crayon. And he's basically... Um, like, you know when you go into his movie, he's he has a very artistic style. And, like, he's not going to just make it... He's not going to... He's going to put the, put in the effort to make it worth it, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I know I yeah. mentioned that there's those two or three scenes where it's, like, very clearly, like, kind of, oh, 3D, but... Like I said, the rest of it's just just perfect, or, or really well done. Yeah, I should say. Right. But uh, let's get into the actual the movie, making it dark yeah. thing. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So for our listeners, if you guys haven't haven't uh, have been living under a rock, <laughs> Gravity <laughs> is the story of two, a, a veteran astronaut and, and a medical specialist, played by George Clooney and, and Sandra Bullock. Who they're on their they're on a spacewalk to uh, to install something in the Hubble telescope, I believe, and mm-hmm. uh, when disaster strikes and they're they're suddenly floating freely in space and they have to work to try to get back um, get to safety. Um, that's as much as I'll go into detail, and we can try to keep it spoiler free. But if there's spoilers, I'll I'll put in I'll, I'll put in timestamps and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But basically. The one thing that I noticed when I saw it again yesterday for the third time was that, or I noticed this before, but I I just love I love the way that the movie opens. It's just a black screen that says um, temperatures in space range from like negative two hundred forty eight degrees and or two hundred forty eight degrees and negative two hundred and some odd degrees mm-hmm. Fahrenheit, and then it says uh, there's no there's no air pressure there's no there's no oxygen there's no there's nothing to carry sound, and then it just and all the while the music is booming, and then it, uh, when the music hits its peak, it says life in space is impossible, mm-hmm. and then you just get a just beautiful shot of Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just I just love that that's how he started it out because it's it it just really it really got me it really got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same here. Nice. The. The scope of the movie, just just how grand it was, uh, f- like juxtaposed with the isolation later mm-hmm. on after, here we go, first spoiler alert, after Clooney's character uh, <laughs> floats away. Right. Um, yeah. It, you had to have guessed that she's alone in this movie. Sorry to spoil that, but she gets alone. Uh, but just the juxtaposition of how big everything is. Uh, while also how alone she is as one person is is probably my favorite thing about the movie, mm-hmm. the the feeling it gives you. Nice, nice. Definitely, I agree. Um, I just liked all the. Uh, I don't. I, I loved. I always. I, I can't help but watch a Alfonso Cuarón movie and just watch the filmmaking aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's just. It was just so incredible how how long the takes were. There were just these long, long things of dialogue, and I don't know, like that opening scene where they're where she's working on the the telescope, uh, and George Clooney's character is just kind of flying around in that little jetpack thing. Yeah. He keeps coming into frame and going out of frame, and it was just so cool. I just loved the yeah. the continuity of it all. Oh, um, yeah. It's an it's incredible filmmaking. 
Absolutely. I'm um, sad. I'm sad. It is incredible filmmaking. I, I am sad that I didn't make notes of some of the issues I had with the script, um, <laughs> mostly with George Clooney's character. I'm embarrassed. This, this is not very good journalism here. But uh, something, a couple of his lines early on just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, really? And, and I don't remember. Do you remember what I was referring to, Matt, early on in the movie? Um. No, because I think you you weren't very uh, you were very vague because we were going to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but you said I do remember you saying that he was very George Clooney. Yes, that's and right. That I just I'm just I don't know. Maybe I just like George Clooney, but it yeah. didn't bother me at all. Like I thought he was very. What I what I liked about his character a lot was that he's his character is a veteran a veteran astronaut. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love most about in space movies in general is that they're problem solvers. They're they're trained to anticipate these kind of these catastrophic situations, and they're ex- they're expected to undertake them, undertake these issues, and undertake these problems with with this calmness or or this this even false confidence or everything. And he had this kind of this this aura about him. This this kind of this presence of mind to know that, okay, yeah, Sandra Bullock, this is her first spacewalk. We're about to die, but I need to be calm and collect so that she doesn't go through her oxygen supply. Mm-hmm. And that's what conveyed, that's what his performance conveyed to me was that he was playing this kind of cool, collect kind of astronaut guy whose, whose sole purpose, whose sole mission is to, is to make sure that she doesn't die and that they, that while they can, well, and maintain his his clarity and and thought processes. Sure. One of the things I was remembering uh, at the beginning of the movie was one of here's here's one of several Neil deGrasse Tyson tweets. I'll I'll mention <laughs> uh, mysteries of gravity. Astronaut Clooney informs medical doctor Bullock what <laughs> happens medically during oxygen deprivation. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. But. She was also uh, she was also panicking. Um, I know, I know, but I it mean, was another thing. Was it was comical that a medical doctor was performing like an engineering task yeah, on totally. a yeah right? I have no a, counter you know, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm just kind of. I'm just gonna play the devil's advocate here, just so we're not all gushing over the movie. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I'll start. Um, I'll. I'll say early on, the movie was fantastic. Yes, and I was floored by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, it, it's um, not the perfect piece of filmmaking making that you guys say it is, <laughs> or I don't think it is that you guys say it is. I, uh, hmm. I have I have some texts I want to read. To, I want I want to get your guys' read on them. But first, I want to say that in terms of just the scope of the filmmaking and and the beauty of it and the just the just just the visuals alone, I. I would say it's, and I know, Mikey, I know you haven't seen this, but I would say it's probably the the most just gorgeous space movie I've seen since 2001. I agree, 100%. Thank you. Yes. And it's, <laughs> it, what's amazing, I think it's probably, of space movies I've seen, I think it has the most, like, exterior shots, if you will, that takes place, that it has, like, the most, uh, you know, screen time where they're doing a spacewalk. That's... yeah. That's a pretty big feat. Um, I did, I, although I did read that 
essentially what they really did with the movie is anytime that there was a spacewalk, mm-hmm. all they really did was just film the actors' faces and yeah. everything else is CGI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'd call it, it's definitely not cheating, but it's just, right. you know, it's it's not quite as incredible of a feat as we might think. Right, right. But um, it's still the amount still of effort effective. that was into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there was. I was texting a friend of mine, um, and he said, "Like uh, we were talking about gravity," and he was like, "Again, this spoilers. I'll, like I said, I'll put spoiler warnings in here. So if you were wary of spoilers, go check the show notes or um, the site." But so he said his text was, uh, "This is my friend Robert." He said, "In the scene where Clooney floats away." Um, <laughs> They're in space with almost no gravity. As soon as his momentum would have stopped, he would not have still been pulled away. They treated that scene like he was hanging off of a cliff, which bugged the S out of me. <laughs> yet they That's then also have in the other grass Tyson tweet. Is it? Okay. It is, yeah. Um, yet, the, yet they then have her being able to navigate space with a fire extinguisher, which would actually be possible. Um, don't get me wrong. It was a beautifully shot, constructed movie, all that stuff. Um so what'd you guys think of that? Because that didn't really bother me. Because um, I don't know. I I can't really explain. If she was hanging on, like her feet were tangled up in those like wires or whatever, um, and I feel like maybe her momentum wasn't slowed down to a complete stop. So they were I don't pretty. Know. They were they were stopped pretty fast. Okay. I d- I don't mean quickly. I mean they were stopped dead. Huh. Right. I that that is one thing when I see the movie again will irk me. Yeah. I didn't I didn't think of it during. It was very compelling during uh but knowing that Neil deGrasse Tyson said it <laughs> I'll I'll probably have a problem with it next time I see yeah. it. Yeah. A simple tug. I was more Yeah. Yeah. Well, she tugs once or she tries to, but then her foot kind of comes undone a little bit. Yeah. He would have come flying. Huh. I was more I was more bu- bugged by the um, the fire extinguisher scene. Yeah. Really? Uh, as cool as it was, as cool as it was, uh, it was pretty preposterous. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. Well, um, and uh, more Neil Tyson tweets. Sorry. <laughs> How Hubble, uh, three hundred fifty miles up, ISS two hundred thirty miles up, and a Chinese space station are all in sight lines of one another. <laughs> hundreds of miles of distance between them, and and she used a extinguisher to get from one end to, from one to the other. It's a good point. Man, this movie's <laughs> <Yeah>. a mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to hear more about Neil deGrasse Tyson, you can listen to Star Talk Radio. There, now he has to now he has to uh, yeah. promote us. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, so let's not let's not nitpick the movie quite that much anymore. <laughs> let's get into the actual characterization and the kind of plot overall, because the, the story kind of follows Ryan Stone, played by played by Sandra Bullock, and her kind of growth as she. Oh, and that's another th- <laughs> that's another thing that my friend Robert had a problem with was that she had six months of training, and <laughs> there's no way, as he put it, there's no way that they would put someone in space with six months of training who has clear psychological issues like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. She's still true. reeling from the death of her daughter. Yep. Um, but aside from that, the movie is about her, her, 
her growth from being this kind of psychologically damaged um, woman who who doesn't really who just wants to go to space just to be away from people to this this person who's who's saving her own life and, and is finding the will to live again and being reborn as it were there's there's clear imagery of her like when she goes into the um when she goes into the space station and she gets out of the suit like she she's in the fetal position um while while floating there and, and then and then when she goes uh when she finally spoiler alert when she finally makes it back to earth uh she she kind of it's almost like she's coming out of uh, it's like she's being reborn because she's kind of crawling, and then mm. her the final stride is her taking her first steps again as 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 a new woman, as it were. So, what did you guys think about her growth as a character and her 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 story? She grew. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was another impressive filmmaking feat because they achieved all of this incredible, you know, visual. Um, all these incredibly visual scenes and you know it's it was it was it would seem like a film that emphasizes the action and the the thrills mm-hmm. and visuals but throughout all that they managed to develop his character so well yeah. and so so clearly like he knew exactly what she was going through mm-hmm. um and i think part of that you know part of the credit goes to you know Sandy B as being a great actress right. uh yeah so it was it it was great for for that reason and uh i i i liked it a lot i thought it was well written and well acted nice it was incredible that they pulled it off in that kind of movie yeah yeah, yeah. mike how about you yeah I, I i liked the evolution of the character very much um it wasn't until after thinking about it that i realized the the certain scenes were um supposed to represent rebirth that i mean right. it didn't scream it at me as i was watching the movie more than anything what i enjoyed about it were the were the action set pieces um uh-huh. especially <clears throat> excuse me when she would be trying to get off a certain space station and uh and the debris would just kind of come behind it and we see it before she notices it yes it was, was chilling that. that's yeah. probably um, my favorite mm-hmm. scenes in the movie I was just I was just gonna say I was gonna I was gonna save that for later, but um, Sorry. I was gonna say what your favorite scenes were, but that was gonna be mine because yep. it's when she's it's when she's well she she's out of she's 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 walk she's in the spacesuit and she's out in space and then um there's just debris flying because the debris is on a ninety minute um circ or a ninety minute kind of schedule around right. the Earth. Um, and you just see her working, and then all you see, you just see bits and pieces of the debris picking away yep. at the, at the structure, and then the only sound you hear is the score, um, and I love that because it's it's authentic because you wouldn't hear it because it's space, but right. um, I just I love it, and it was it was, yeah, agreed. Yeah, that was very good. Um, yeah. Very intense. Was anybody fooled for a second that George Clooney was still alive? When he comes back into, uh, not for a second, not for a second, not for a single second. Me neither. I I was for a second. (laughs) I wasn't sure. I was like, how did he get back? Yeah. I thought it might've been one of, uh, uh, a a Chinese astronaut. Yeah. That's what I thought was going on. Uh, but then when they opened the hatch, she didn't get sucked out immediately into space. Yeah. Then, then I was like, no, okay. She's dreaming. Right. Yeah. I thought it was a good yeah. scene, though. I yeah, liked I liked it a lot. the scene. 
I liked the scene. Um, I often, I oftentimes say, uh, "Don't give me a dream sequence. Just, just move the story along." But right. this one worked because, it, yeah, you know, I, I, and I, I think she was more even hallucinating than just dreaming. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And there was a, <laughs> as she's kind of admitting defeat because she can't get the thing moving. Before that, and she's starting to lower the oxygen. I'm like seeing this fire extinguisher. I'm like, use the fire extinguisher. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> me it's too. so clear. Um, yeah, me too. But yeah, um, but it was nice to see George Clooney again because I like this character. But mm-hmm. um, what else was there? There's was, there's was a lot of stuff in this movie that I kind of wanted to bring up. We might have covered a lot of it, but um, we have. The thing is. There's a lot to say about it, and it's a fantastic movie, but it's pretty straightforward. It is. It is. There's not, like, any, uh, there's there's not, like, any deep, uh, like, we got the, we got the gist of the story. Like, the depthness is in her character. It's not any, it's not like Children of Men, where it makes these big statements about a dystopian future or whatever. Right. Yep. Or mm-hmm. humanity as a whole. I mean, this is a very self-contained story to her character arc. Yes, um, totally. Yeah. And it's, it works phenomenally well with that. Um, in my opinion, but <laughs> mm-hmm. faults and all, I, I love it. Um, <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Um, so in honor of gravity, I think we're going to discuss some of our favorite and most memorable space movies. If you guys want to move on to that, can't wait. Yes. All can't right. Wait. So nice. who? No, should- we, we should say we should say, and I know you mentioned it earlier uh, that we're going to call we're calling this. Space movies part one. Yes. Uh, because we we kind of wanted to save some of the bigger ones. We won't be talking about 2001. Right. We won't be talking about Star Wars. I don't know if either of you guys are going to talk about Star Trek, but I hadn't planned on it. Nah. Um, no. So we're going to save kind of some of the obvious ones, Right. I think, for, for later. So expect that um, in the future. But uh, yeah. we're going to talk about some of the ones that interest us. Yeah. Um, I guess, do you want me to kick it off? or? Sure. Uh, I just watched Apollo 13 for the first time in, like, uh, many, many years. Like, I honestly don't remember the last time I watched it. Um, and I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. Tom Hanks is perfect. Um, everyone is just at the top of their game. And it goes back to the to what I said before about what I love about space movies is that it's about astronauts and, and just the best and brightest of, of their of their crop or whatever solving problems. That's where a lot of good space movies go. And Apollo 13 is great because it, it is that, and it's also just a real story. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's funny because I watched it last time I watched it was when I was way like much, much younger. And I don't think I could grasp the, I don't think I could quite grasp the, the terror that they were feeling or, or the, the, the true depth of the situation. Like I knew, yeah, they, they, there was danger of them dying, but I didn't quite grasp how they would have died or, and what that would have meant for the country and for the world, mm-hmm. for humanity mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was just really cool to see that through that kind of lens. Um, yeah. So that's my pick. Uh, what do you guys think of Apollo 13? I I love that movie as well. Um, I meant to watch it before we did this episode, but I didn't get around to it. Um, 
Right. I, I think it's incredible, too. One of the things I love about it is uh, it harkens back to a time when um, when ast- astronauts were considered rock stars by the... That's essentially what they were to the to the American public. And, um, like, one of the scenes in the film shows uh, Gary Sinise's character. He, I think he shows up to the launch. It shows him driving to the launch, and he... Uh, he shows up in a, a Corvette, like a Stingray Corvette, and and back yeah. in those days, GM used to give every astronaut a Corvette. Like that's how mm. cool, that's how revered these these people were, uh, and you know our generation kind of missed out on that. You know NASA's kind of just kind of there now, and it's just not not quite as romanticized as I think it should be. So that's one of the things right. I kind of like to see in the movie. Um, it's just kind of cool. Funny that you mentioned like that, that NASA is just kind of there. Uh, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson tweet. He says, uh, "Why?" He says, "Why we enjoy a sci-fi film set in make-believe space more than we enjoy actual people set in real space." And that's kind yeah. of a commentary yeah. about how we we um, aren't they like not sending anybody into space. Anytime soon. NASA's NASA's NASA has completely right. shut down the shuttle program. It's completely right. gone. And they're using um private contractors like SpaceX, like uh Elon Musk's uh, company or whatever, and other like privately funded um uh companies as kind of using them as kind of taxis mm-hmm. to the space station. Yeah. Um which that I mean I like <laughs> I kind of like the idea of um, private organizations or private companies coming and doing their own research. Because, I mean, I think I think Elon Musk or someone has said, like, yeah, we have plans for, like, a manned mission to Mars in, in like, by, like, in 15 mm-hmm. years or something like that. Um, so I, I kind of like that idea, but I just, I don't know. It comes down to who do you want, if you think about it, if you if you uh, colonize space or whatever, who would you rather want colonizing space? Would you want corporations <laughs> colonizing them and have sponsored sponsored colonies, or would you rather have uh, uh, countries and nations colonizing it and then have it be just I don't know. I'd rather have corporations. Honestly. Yeah, me too. Actually, Eat McDonald's every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Welcome to the moon. Brought to you by Google. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I don't think that's I think that would actually be better than having just nations colonizing space cuz you don't want cuz in order for humanity to grow in space, it they need to they don't need to be these like different sects of things. Like if you see in space movies, bringing it back to the main topic, if you see in space movies like the good space movies, they have astronauts and and they have people on the crew who are multinational people because that's what you need in order for humanity to actually thrive in space Mm -hmm. right um is joint kind of thing that's part that's part of what makes the international space station so great cool um but uh getting back to apollo 13 um another another really cool part of the movie is the fact that uh it shows both the struggle in space and the struggle that they go through on the ground too uh from Houston mm-hmm. that's that's a really cool part I I think it's probably Ed Harris's best performance I love him in that movie um that's I agree that's another cool part of the movie in my opinion yeah I agree though I would probably give the edge to uh uh the abyss I, I still really like his performance in that. that's true yeah yeah hmm. 
Uh, Mike, what did you think of Apollo 13? Did we talk about that? Uh, no, we haven't, but I'm going to bow out because I haven't seen it since I saw it on TV, <laughs> I don't know, 15 years ago. Okay. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It's been a long time. What is your uh, next one? on your What's, the, what's on your Mine? list, Mike? Well, I want to talk about probably the most important space movie of all time, uh, and that's a movie we've all seen, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but no, I do want to talk about it because um, at what point did you guys hate it? How old <laughs> were you when you first hated Armageddon? Ugh. I Tiny, do you want to take this one? I haven't seen it in years. I don't hate it. I, I don't uh, hate it either. Thank you for saying so, that because I don't hate it either. It's so fun. It's uh. It's so ridiculously fun. That's what's great about it. Uh, yeah. But, like, the first time I saw it, you know, when I was 12 or 13 or whatever, I was like, oh, it's so awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm like, this is ridiculous, but it's just yeah. too much fun to not, to just disregard. I was probably in my late teens when I started started kind of hating Michael Bay to an extent. Um, right. So that's probably when it started. Okay. The cast is really good, too. Oh, it's great. It's, great. it's fantastic yeah. cast. Ben Affleck. Billy Bob Thornton, uh, um, Steve Buscemi, uh, Bruce hilarious. Willis, Steve Buscemi, Bruce Willis, Liv Tyler, yeah, William Liv Tyler, William um, Fickner. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Owen nice. Wilson, uh, the late Mark Michael Clark Duncan. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's so a it's great a really cast. Good cast. And it's a fun popcorn movie. It's yeah. And you know what? It even does exactly what you need a space movie to do: uh, solve problems. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they do that constantly. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic movie. It's it's uh, as ridiculous as the science can get. I think the script is pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it it's it tugs the emotional strings pretty well. Pretty I sure. certainly cried the first five times I watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that makes one of us. Yep. <laughs> and it's uh, um, it's really it's a really funny movie. Like it's almost a comedy. I'd say. Yeah. So why do you think people crap on it so much, do you think? Because it's a group of oil oil uh uh drillers or whatever that are being sent by <laughs> sent into space. <laughs> I mean it seems it's much more than just far fetched. Yeah, yeah. I would say plus it's it's Michael Bay and he's become synonymous yeah. with with mindless filmmaking, uh right. Mind, right. mindless movies. So it's right. an easy target really. That's that's probably one. Yeah. Yeah. And the freaking music, you know, because I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I'd miss you, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to miss a thing. Do you know that song uh, is the is the only number one song that uh, that Aerosmith has ever had? It's the only number one song they've ever had, and they didn't write it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's sad. It is kind of wow. sad. Wow. Huh. Huh. Written, written for the movie, you know the song. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they they took it, and and went to number one. Wow! Could we all before, it haven't done it since. <laughs> I haven't heard it like since the movie, so I don't know if there's any lyrics that have anything to do with the movie. But I'm just imagining that it goes like, like I don't want to close my eyes, I don't want to miss you, baby. I don't want to miss a thing. Like Bruce Willis being on the on the asteroid with the bomb and. Stuff like that. Yeah, you haven't that heard that the song since the last time you saw the movie. No, it it is I've on every three snippets. iPod playlists I make. <laughs> <laughs> every third playlist has "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing" on it. Wow, 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> was it played at my wedding? I don't remember. Uh, I actually have your program right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, just on the dance floor. Oh, oh, I don't know. It was. It wasn't played. I am, in your I am sure that, that it was, and I think I danced with uh, my sister-in-law because I remember singing it because. Uh, dancing with someone else that was not my wife I thought was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You didn't uh, dance with me, but whatever. That's cool. No. Um, what we did, we wouldn't <laughs> call it dancing. <laughs> God. Uh. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I bring up Armageddon almost as a joke, but almost to, to kind of ask why... It gets so much hate. I, I really did love that movie for a long time and probably would still yeah. enjoy it if I saw it today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree with Tiny's sentiment that it is a lot, a lot of it's due to Michael Bay, the stigma of Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, but he's made much worse movies. De- um, de- yes, definitely. Yeah. Like, like, I would say Armageddon, The Rock, The First Bad Boys, and The First Transformers are all pretty solid flicks. Yeah. yeah. They're they're fun movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. They serve a purpose, sure. Right. So that's cool. Matt, but your what turn. About oh yes. <laughs> um, next one is my. It's it was bound to happen, guys. But 2007's Danny Boyle space movies Sunshine. Nice. Is that um, the one with the little girl and they drive across town in the van with Steve Carell? Oh. <laughs> uh, that's that movie, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Mike. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> it was hilarious, but um, no, Sunshine's a great movie. It is, it is and so is Little Miss Sunshine. I should say. Yeah, they, I, they are. Tell tell so, us why you love, I love it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to Kanye. You. Sunshine. Yes. Well, okay. For anyone who hasn't seen it, which if anyone hasn't seen it, they've heard the music in it because it's played in every trailer now, but. Um, most recently in um, Days of Future Past, Mm X-Men. But Sunshine tells the story of a group of astronauts that are sent sent to the sun in order to reignite it by shooting a a bomb into it. Um, It takes place seven years after a failed mission, so the Icarus II is the name of the ship. And it just goes from there into this really interesting... um, story about about these about this group of people who who encounter a problem and they work toward fixing it and what i love about it is that there's an undercurrent of this kind of god versus free will kind of kind of science versus faith kind of debate in it that doesn't isn't too overbearing at least not until the third act and then there's also this juxtaposition this this dichotomy between killian murphy plays the plays the physicist on the ship who designed the bomb He's kind of this this very very kind of clear thinking kind of individual, and then Chris Evans plays the uh, mechanic on the ship, who they both have this very interesting relationship where they encounter a problem and they are polar opposites in the way that they handle it. And there's this kind of this throughout the movie they kind of butt heads about um, about how to handle situations like. Uh, uh, um, um, Oh, wow, what's his name? Chris Evans's character, um, Mace, is extreme. He goes to the most extreme kind of things, and they work. And then, and while Killian Murphy's character Kappa is this very, very uh, scientific thinker or whatever. But it, it's a really interesting uh, dichotomy that is struck between the two. So, what did you guys think of Sunshine? 
I uh, I loved it as well. Um, to to the nth degree. It's it's probably eh, behind two thousand one. Probably my favorite space movie. Um, nice. I I I think one of the most interesting parts is what you said as well. The the, the juxtaposition of uh, Chris Evans' character and Killian Murphy's character. Um, it's also notable that they the, philosophically they're very different as mm-hmm. well. Meaning that. Uh, the character is called uh, Kappa, Robert Kappa. He's not, he's not religious, but he's he's like a very spiritual, like a very connected kind of person. Right. But uh, Chris Evans' character is so, uh, he he's so like just on the surface. Everything's on the surface. It's just there. He's mm-hmm. very straightforward, uh, focused. He's not. He doesn't seem very spiritual. He's just. So right. they they kind of conflict on that level too, um, and that's. That's that's really great to see that that kind of conflict depicted so well in in a space movie, especially. Um, yeah. And it's just it's an incredible movie. the 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 cast is all really great. It had uh, mm-hmm. you know it also has Rose Byrne in it. Um, yeah. it's, it's some I can't remember some of the other actors, but it's just uh, a really great movie. They all act really well. They all it seems like they all had really great chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. Part of it is just great writing too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. By Alex Garland, who wrote 28 Days Later. Right. Um, yeah, uh, I wanted to touch on something there, but I can't remember. Mike, what did you think of Sunshine? I really like how it takes place in the future. Um, hmm. A lot of times, uh, most of the space movies we've talked about so far take place now. And, uh, right. and so kind of where the movie is bound by today's technology and specifically with Armageddon you say you know it's oil drillers going out there that wouldn't happen now um but the first right. thing you said in your description of sunshine is that they have to drop a bomb in the sun to reignite it which right now mm-hmm. sounds ridiculous <laughs> right you know um but i love that we can buy it because it's the future yeah and it's actually it was pretty like they the way that they they had a really really good scientific advisor uh brian cox um professor brian cox mm-hmm. was kind of the he has i think he has a show on discovery channel or uh, one of those other channels science channel but he um like and it's very scientifically accurate like i guess the way that they uh, it's possible for the sun to die out like that um mm-hmm. And it, and it's the way that they the way that they do it would actually work, hmm. um, to a certain degree. <laughs> um, You're right. Yeah. To a certain trillion degrees. Am hey. I right? Hey. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> let's let's leave the really awful jokes to me, Matt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> 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 but yeah, and there was something else about it. I can't put my finger on it, but. Anyway, I the I just like yeah. the futuristic futuristic stuff. I really like uh the way they um go into the room where they can change the degree of sunlight that is let in and yeah. and how they kind of just test it test the limits that they can put up with, you know, that their bodies mm-hmm. can the amount of sunlight that their bodies can put up with. I like the idea of that um a feeling that we can't even imagine, but um something that would be cool to imagine. Yeah. It's like a drug to them. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's actually worth mentioning to, to a certain extent that, like, on Google+, Plus, like, for Obsessive Viewer, we have a Google+, Plus page somewhere. Um, 
but like the background on it is of I think of Searle like in the observation room looking at the sun and that that's not incidental that's not accidental because I put it there specifically because it's an obsess it's an obsession he's forming an obsession with looking at the sun mm-hmm. sure and it's uh it's the way that it plays out like there's a part in the movie where uh, I don't really want to spoil it but um there's a part in the movie that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> there's a part of the movie where, where Searle is the is the psych officer on the ship and he is in a position to speak with someone who is hmm, I don't know you might as well just All right, leave spo- it yeah, yeah 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 I'll leave it I'll leave it but there's a really it's a really good structure for a movie um, and then the third act is kind of polarizing for a lot of people but I like it yeah um, I wrote about it on in one of the Sharktober posts, the Horrors in Space post I uh, wrote last month, but um, you can find it on the site. But I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, one of the uh, I love the movie. One of the cooler aspects of the movie is the fact that it's uh, typically space films have um, a lot of the conflict derives from the setting. You know, being in space is incredibly mm-hmm. dangerous, so yeah. a lot of it is kind of you know man versus nature. But this film, there, uh, there's obviously some of that, but there's. Uh, it's almost like there's an emphasis. The, the ultimate crisis in the film comes with a man versus man conflict. And, you know, I, 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 yeah. again, I won't spoil it, but it's about these characters that just butt heads and it, it risks everything that this mission is about, which is ultimately saving the earth. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just because of the whim of one person, you know, one man versus another man that it could all be destroyed or saved. It's, it's really interesting how that, that plays out in a space movie. That's, you wouldn't necessarily suspect that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in Mike, to your point about it being set in the future, there's actually if anyone has the Blu-ray or the DVD, I highly recommend checking out the the commentary with Danny Boyle because I mean he's such a charming guy and he's so he's so cool to listen to that it's just him talking about the movie, and like he's just having a, he's just having a blast talking about his movie. But mm. he makes a point that he talks about the movie set 50 years into the future, so it's not. It's not much into the future, but he said that when he was making it, that he used what I think an uh, I think another director uh, gave him the tip that to uh, to use the what they call the 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 uh, the red bus rule, where in uh, I think it's red bus rule, but like in the uh, in London, fifty years ago in London, the buses were red, I guess, mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah. And if you look today, they're still red. So he used that as kind of mm-hmm. like so. It's the technology is advanced, but it's not too advanced that it's outside the realm of possibility. Like they have, they have like little communicator things that they have wrapped around their their uh, their their necks that look like iPods. Right. And they have like mm-hmm. uh, pretty much interfaces for for um, touch screens and stuff like that. But it's still pretty much based um, now. Cool. The only thing that isn't, <laughs> the only, the only thing that they get away with without explaining or anything, is artificial gravity. But right. Hmm. Although the, I the give ship, them a pass on that. The ship does rotate, though. Isn't that? Does that explain it? Or I don't think it. I don't think the ship actually rotates. I think it just pieces of the ship rotate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So. That it for sunshine. You guys want to move on to something else? Yeah, just move go on. see sunshine. Go yes. go rent it. Go check it out. If you like, it. 
if you like music that you've heard in trailers, you'll love Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. It, you're right. <laughs> if you're listening to the music in Sunshine and you think to yourself, I've heard this before, it was in Sunshine first. Yes. 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 Yeah. It was written uh, for Sunshine. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, who's next? Tiny, do you have the next one? Yeah. Um, the, the first one I wanted to talk about was actually a movie that um, it doesn't, very little of it actually takes place in space, but it's about uh, mankind's history with space. Uh, it's called, it's the movie called The Right Stuff. Uh, it's nice. from 1983, and it is, it is basically about the birth of NASA. Um, that's kind of the best way to put it, and it it really starts at at the very beginning where these you know these basically test pilots are testing the newest planes. You know, at this this was in the the heat of the Red Scare and uh, uh, the Cold War when we were trying to crank out new military technology every day, and there were these test pilots that would test these these incredibly dangerous new jets. You know. It, it was their job. They literally just flew jets uh, just to test them out, um, which is kind of a sort sort of a bygone career that's that doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, the most right. the most famous of them was Chuck Yeager, uh, who held all kinds of um, speed records for most of his life because that was his job. Uh, and he was just a really interesting guy. But you know, I think uh, some of these other these other test pilots ended up becoming the first astronauts, the first men to ever go to space. And uh, it's about recruiting. It was about recruiting these guys and, you know, building all this technology and how will they fly it? How's it going to operate in space? It's, uh, it's really good. It's got a great cast. Um, Ed Harris plays uh, John Glenn, who was the first, nice. the first American in space. Um, and there's th- the, one of the coolest scenes of the movie is uh, John Glenn's first, uh, first experience in space the first time we put him in space he uh he has it's a true story he has an experience where he they've chalked it up to a hallucination because of possible oxygen deprivation but Mm -hmm. uh he had an experience where he was uh his capsule was basically um like shrouded with these small lights that were carrying his ship carrying his uh like guiding his uh, his capsule while he was out of communication, and he was, I'm not doing it justice, but the the to to hear him tell the story, or I think I think maybe he wrote a memoir one time where he 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 wrote it down, and it's it's an incredibly inspiring story, and it's really, it's kind of freaky, <laughs> but uh, to see, it, it's depicted pretty well in the movie. It's pretty cool, um, nice. and that's just one example of it. Uh, it's 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 a really cool movie. Uh, it's a little long though; it's over three hours, right? Um, but it is about you know building an entire agency of the government, uh, you know, getting into space. That's kind of a big deal. So it's a, it is a really great movie. I highly recommend it. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. It was on Netflix instant for the longest time, but I actually just looked it up and there's a 30th anniversary edition Blu-ray that's supposed to be released. supposed to have been released this week. So oh, nice. I might have to pick that up. Nice. I'm actually going to get it now. Um, cool. That's awesome. It's a really good movie. Nice. Have you I'll throw a link to the to the Blu-ray. Cool. In the Mike, shows. Mike, have you seen it? I have not seen it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. It's funny. I was just listening to um, 
I think uh, an episode of Nerdist where Matt Myra was talking. It was when they had Mike, uh, I can't remember his name, but an astronaut on, and they were talking about the right stuff. Um, and yeah, so I've I've been wanting to see it for a long time. It's it's a good one. Uh, nice. If you like if you like um, Apollo thirteen, you'll like the right stuff. Nice. Cool. Um, so yeah, we can move on. I just wanted to bring that one up. Awesome. Cool. cool. Uh, Who's turn? Mike, what do you have next? Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about a movie featuring f- when people ask who my favorite actor is, I always tell them Sam Rockwell. Uh, nice, and nice. he has been for a while, but I think one of his uh, shining moments is from the movie Moon. And you guys yes. have seen the movie Moon, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, Moon is excellent. It's directed by um, Duncan Jones, and the story is also by Duncan Jones. Of course, Duncan Jones is um, David Bowie's son. Mm-hmm. A little bit of trivia. Oh. I don't know. If people know that they they kind of talk about that when he. <laughs> anytime you hear about Duncan Jones, it's it's David Bowie's son. Anyway, yeah. um, Sam Rockwell plays Sam Bell, and he is at the end of a three year work contract on the Lunar Industries. Basically, he's on the moon, uh, and they are harvesting materials to send back to Earth. Uh, helium three is that right? Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. That's right. And so he it's uh, he sends it back toward the end uh, of his. Three year stint, he starts to hallucinate, uh, and he sees a girl, and then he his um, his f- Mars or his his moon rover, whatever it's called, I don't know. It crashes, uh, and when he wakes <laughs> up, he uh, finds that another Sam Bell is on his his uh, station. And basically, it's the story of him figuring out who this other Sam Bell is. Is it a clone? Is he hallucinating? Is he real? Is the other one real? Uh, and it's just, it's awesome. It's, it's such good work. There are very few actors in the movie. There's Sam Rockwell. Kevin Spacey is the voice of, like, his helper robot. Uh, and then there are a few other voices. But the the story is excellent. It's a really good commentary on big corporations, um, but I think the strength of the movie is Sam Rockwell's performance, both as Sam Bell and as Sam Bell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, because they, really, they are two different characters. It's yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. Point. yeah. It's a it's a really great movie if you've ever wanted to see Sam Rockwell play with himself. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is a it's a great movie, and what's interesting about it is that it was. If I'm not mistaken, it was filmed like during the writer's strike. Yeah. Um, so it was when it was when they like they didn't have like any they it wasn't a big full production. It was a it was a really limited budgeted movie. Right. Um, and it, and it's just you wouldn't think it to see it because it's it's a really really well put together movie. It's it's a um, it's a visually visually impressive film, but it's not a film about visuals. If that makes exactly. sense, right? You know, it's, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right, it's 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 pretty cool, and I, one of the things I love about it so much is that it's so it it puts this really it it makes a a really interesting point about hope. You know how how mm-hmm. powerful of a driving force that can be, even for someone that's he he's essentially going towards a false a false uh, a false end essentially, and he knows it, but he's still incredibly excited, and it's. I don't know. It's it's a really it's a really great performance on Sam Rockwell. Obviously, the the entire yeah. film rests on his shoulders, uh, right? Absolutely. And he 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 performed beyond admirably. Uh, Absolutely. So it's a really great movie. It was one of, or 
the favorite movie of the year that it came out for me. Wow. Yeah, it was definitely up there for me too. Good pick. Did it? He was nominated, right? I don't think he was nominated I don't for think anything. So. I don't. Yeah, I wanted him to be nominated. I wanted him to win, but I don't think he kind of. He deserved it. Yeah. We yeah. Are we talking about Sam Rockwell? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. I don't think so. Huh. It's unfortunate. It really is because he gives such a great performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I agree. Um. Yeah. So check out Moon. Really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I wanted to talk about just just really briefly. Um. I don't know. I don't. I know, Mike. I know you haven't seen this, but I, and I don't know if Tiny's seen it. But the nineteen seventy nine James Bond movie Moonraker. <laughs> cool. I've not have seen we, it. Uh, no, I think Tiny. Have I you? think I have, but it's been so long ago. I don't even remember it. Okay. Well, I'll be brief. Um, the climax of the movie takes place in space. It's a Bond movie. You don't need to know why. But <laughs> <laughs> what I found interesting was I was watching the special features for it on the Blu Ray um, last night and. What I found interesting was the the way that they filmed them. They filmed it because, like, okay, let me let me paint it for you. Basically, there's a shot of space where there's the Earth, space, a shuttle, a space station, um, and then another scene has another scene has space, Earth, all that in a space station, plus forty guys in EVA suits firing laser guns at each other in space, <laughs> just floating freely, firing a, a gun, laser gun battle. Okay, so you got that picture in your head? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the way that they filmed it is actually really clever and actually pretty impressive. What they did was they filmed basically the space scene of it, I guess, this, the backdrop of space, and then they ran back the film and put in the shot of the space station or whatever over that, Huh. And then they ran it back, and they put in each individual person in it. Jeez. Yeah. So they ended up they like they said that they had to they had to run the film back like something like ninety some times. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mm. and like I can't imagine the stress that that would cause because any time you run it back, you run the risk of ruining the film. Yeah. And I mean, I just thought that was just a really clever way to do it, um, and really interesting. And the finished product is that looks really good. Um, interesting. And that was another thing ab- about it. Um, <laughs> there's something. There's something. There's something about like '60s, '70s um, depictions of space travel that I love. Like there's like in in Moonraker, they're on the space station, and you see all these controls that are like that are like from the '70s, but they're being used on something that that far exceeds the technology that's even possible today. <laughs> and it's just, it's kind of an, it's kind of gives it this antique kind of vintage feel that I kind of, I don't know, something about it I, I like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of late sixties, late seventies sci-fi is just something that I'm, I'm getting into a bit. Nice. And it's a good movie. Do you know what's a really good sci-fi that came out in the late seventies? Uh, Oh, it's a movie called oh, Star Wars. Alien. Star Wars. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Alien. <laughs> oh, really? Did you really? <laughs> no, no, oh. I didn't. I knew you were talking about Star Wars. Do we want to talk about anything else? Whose turn is it? I don't know. Uh, do, are we? Do we have time to do two more? We're kind of getting. We are kind of. We're running. Getting, we need to do. We took about ten reasons. minutes off, so we're running at about fifty now. And if we want to do. Uh, potpourri 
We better get to yeah, it. Yeah, let's just do potpourri. Okay. That's cool. Um, for our listeners, thank you for joining us for our space discussion. We will uh, be back with another space discussion at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, there's um, more to be said. I feel like space movies more. are as vast as space itself. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> nice I'm excited. Analogy. We didn't even get to mention Halloween in space. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, man. Or those, uh, yeah, that's fine. Or the quintessential space movie that everyone loves and it's revered by everyone. No, we talked about Armageddon. The Star Trek movies. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, you're yeah, wrong. so we'll we'll be back with another space discussion. Okay, well, we're at the point in our episode where we uh, always come to the end and we discuss what we've been watching lately. We like to call it our potpourri section. We can discuss anything as long as it smells good. I always love this part because it feels like we're just catching up, you know, guys? It really is. Yeah, it's nice. It's like we never just talk anymore. Yeah. Never. We're always like, space movies. like Space movies. <laughs> what should we talk about? Well, we got an agenda. Right. We have the agenda that we have to stick to. That's Matt. <laughs> That's my impression of Matt. Yes, I'm very... That's how I read his text messages. <laughs> He's a taskmaster. Stern ruler. We have an agenda. Dudes, why don't we just, this is me, why don't we just do like potpourri the whole time and catch up? And Matt's like, no, dude, you suck. We got an agenda. <laughs> I had to censor myself because there's actually cuss words when he talks. Nice. He yells at Tiny and me. I do, I do. In text. Yeah. Yes, in long emails mm-hmm. of just berating them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he rules this podcast with an iron fist. I do, yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, what have you guys been watching? It's a good question. Tiny, do you want to start us off? I'll start us off because you guys are going to hate me. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I wanted to bring it up because it's something that we never bring up in this podcast. Uh, I, I finally broke down after a couple years and just Uh-oh. so so many people pestering me. I I oh, broke no. down and I watched like three episodes of Duck oh. Dynasty. Oh, oh, tiny. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. But I've seen probably I three episodes of it. I hope you will. Really? Okay. Yeah. We can I talk th- about Duck Dynasty. That's okay. <laughs> Check your I emails right now. Go <laughs> <ahead>. <laughs> Matt and I have talked about this a little Dude, bit. Dude, the pod chat is blowing up right now. <laughs> expletive, 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 expletive. Big, angry, smiley face. <laughs> But uh, Matt and I have talked about this a little bit, and Matt just hates reality TV so much that he he doesn't even want to know what it's about. So, and I'm yeah. I'm proud to say that I have no idea what Duck Dynasty is about. I have no okay. I I don't know. I don't, are there literal ducks involved, or is there I, a, a dynasty actually? In, I don't know. I have no idea. I can ruin it for you, or I cannot. I could still talk about it without ruining it for you. Please don't. Please okay. don't ruin it I for won't. me. <laughs> I won't. Okay, but it's. Uh, I, I'm glad to wait. Report why? That I, what do you mean ruin it? Do you are, do you plan do to watch it one day, Matt? Matt? Do you, no, do I you just, plan to watch it one day. What do you mean ruin it? I he want j- to go as long as possible without knowing what it is because I feel now, like it come on. Be on the radar. <laughs> what? Come on! <laughs> I've went this long. All right. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what it was about for a couple of years either, and I just didn't care. Well, I know. teach at Boonville High School, so I... You don't have a choice. I, I don't have a choice, right. right. <laughs> it's like every every third book report is about uh, size f- uh, f- autobiography. <laughs> oh, God. 
Yeah. Uh, not Anyways. that I'm not that I'm judging anyone for watching it. I mean, you can watch whatever you want, but oh, judge away. It's just not for me. <laughs> Go ahead, Ti- Tiny. What have you been watching? Give us your potpourri. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm glad to report that I will not be watching it anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. I didn't really care for it that yeah. much. <laughs> um, but the the re I I I do understand why people are attracted to it. Um, but I think it's a it's it's a it's kind of a sad reason because it's you're basically just laughing at these at these group of people. You're not you're not laughing with them. You're laughing at them because they're mm-hmm. they're ridiculous. It's not it's not a very kind concept of of a show. It's kind of like it's kind of like going to a turn of the century circus and you're you're watching <laughs> a freak show. That's kind of what it's like. A little bit Whoa. nicer than that. But um, now I'm gonna say this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it, it interrupting you. It, it is. It, it's it's kind of funny. I laughed a little bit, but like I said, I was laughing at these people. I wasn't laughing with them. It's it's kind of a mean. It's it's kind of a mean theme in that in that sense, at least in my opinion. Um, but it's it is funny, and I, I, I get why people watch it. But I I, I won't be watching it anymore. Hmm. Let me say, okay. yeah. you are laughing at them. I yeah. am laughing at them. I come from up north, but down here. Where I currently reside in southern Indiana, close to Boonville, Indiana, they laugh with it. Huh. Yeah. Because that's true. these are them. Those true. characters and I'm I mean characters on that show are the are these kids, are my students, are their parents. Okay? Wow. They are doing those kinds of things. I'll say this about Duck Dynasty. Um it is more in the vein of a show like uh the, the Bam Margera's show. 10 years ago you remember that show viva la bam oh, yeah, yeah yeah his yeah. show uh it's more that than it the is. kardashians it is okay okay hmm. and and further i f- i don't fault them for being famous because they actually did work sold a legitimate product and got rich <laughs> off of it rather Absolutely. than making a sex tape and falling backwards right. into fame Absolutely. That drives Absolutely. me insane about the Kardashians. Right. Now, while I don't get the entertainment from Duck Dynasty, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's wholesome for people who want wholesome entertainment. Um, it, it's family-related. It's extremely Christian, if that's your thing. It is. Um, and, and, it is and these are genuine people who got famous for working hard. Now, it is very much situational. Uh, it is very much scripted, and that drives me nuts, just like any reality show drives me nuts. <laughs> but but I get the draw. I okay. I'm with you though, Tiny. I won't be watching it either. Okay. Yeah. But even though you said that, that a lot of people do watch it because it's it's representative of them. I think the reason why it's famous, it's it's famous because of people laughing at it. I think that's mm. why it's famous. Absolutely. It's kinda, yeah, Absolutely. That, yes. Right. Right. It's it's become part of pop culture because people laugh at it, not because it's because it's representative, right? But you you are right though. There are a lot of people who probably identify with it, right? Yeah. It's yeah. funny, Mike, that you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that down like in southern Indiana, it's all over the place and all that. Because I noticed that like, not even in not even in Evansville, but like uh, like okay, like your wedding, I. I made a mental note of this because basically like this is a whole other story, but I was stranded 80 miles away from home, uh, the morning of your wedding. And this was like (laughs) Southeast Indiana. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had another hour and a half, bef- uh, hour and a half away from your wedding. So I was stranded there in the morning and then I got a ride and I'm like going and, 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 and we drove to, to your wedding and, uh, we stopped at a few places and like, I just saw duck dynasty everywhere. And I'm like, this is maybe, maybe 60, 60 to 70 miles South of Indianapolis. And it's all uh-huh. over the place there. It's fanatical around here. Um, yeah. So it was, yeah. it was just interesting to see that, that so mm-hmm. relatively close to home, it's all over the place. And I know that people in Indianapolis love it. And I mean, it's a sensation, but it's just interesting to see it kind of overtake uh, in different regions what what is what is uh most visible uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so yeah i kind of wanted to bring that up just as something a little bit different I, unless i'm mistaken yeah. that's the first time we've mentioned uh reality television uh or discussed a show it yeah. is that's so. all i can yeah i can it uh, is you're it right is. and i don't think we were too hard on it i mean i think we need to do an episode you know i actually wouldn't be too I mean, I wouldn't be too much against that. I mean, I'm not. Me I'm not that against reality TV or anything. Um, it's just I can see the merit. Like, if I'm, we if can I'm have drunk, a, we can have a discussion about it sometime. Yeah, like if yeah. I'm, if I got <laughs> like occasionally, like I went through like over the summer, um, I went through a uh, a spell where occasionally I'd go over to my friend Yuri and Yuri and John's house and just we'd have a few drinks and then watch something on Netflix. But we would, uh, what is it called? Tanked is the show. Mm. Um, it's about this, this group of people that own a own a uh, custom fish tank aquarium kind of thing. And oh, like at, in my drunken stupor as I watch it, I'm just like I'm in awe of how ridiculously scripted and really forced it all is. And it's it was kind of it was kind of um, kind of entrancing, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Well, so. I won't be watching Tanked either. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, well, I have two things to talk about, if you guys don't mind. Go right ahead. One briefly, uh, f- my friend uh, Jake and I, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, we see right. uh, movies in theaters every Thursday night. We mm-hmm. make a big deal out of it. We saw our 150th movie yes. together. Machete nice. Kills. Um, Machete Kills we saw. Awesome. It was yeah, it was which is good because that is one of the early movies we saw 147 146 movies ago. Uh was Machete. Right. And so we were excited about Machete Kills. Uh it was okay. It was kind of more of the same again. It was not as over the top as we hoped it would be. Um there's a trailer early on so I'm not spoiling too much to say the trailer for the next movie which again is is just silly but um could actually happen is machete kills again in space <laughs> <laughs> and and machete kills actually uh sets up for that sequel that's awesome that's so yeah it is i'm i'm while the movie leaves me wanting for the most part uh i am excited at the prospect of a machete trilogy Especially That's... one that takes place in space, because there there were several Star Wars references in the movie, nice. and uh, Machete Kills in Space is is clearly a Star Wars rip rip off. Right, it's, so it'll be hilarious. That's awesome. So I saw that, awesome. uh, but I know you guys haven't seen it, so there's not much to talk about. What I do want to talk about <clears throat> is in the last two weeks or so, 
Uh, I've been binge watching New Girl finally. Nice, thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, and and this might be this might be uh, a topic for a, a bigger discussion, but I've been waiting. I kind of put it off for a long time to tell Matt. I almost felt like I was cheating on him. He, uh, <laughs> one of his favorite shows on TV, or one of his favorite TV shows on TV that used to be on TV yes. was Happy Endings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kept telling me to watch Happy Endings, and I watched it, and I loved it, and uh, we were crazy about it. Got through the three seasons in in relatively quick time, uh, and then so we're getting in a new girl, and I and I we just adore it. And nice. um, I've been waiting for a long time to tell Matt, and I texted him last night that yes, he uh, dropped the bomb. We think New Girl is the better show than Happy Endings. And uh, I'll go a little wow. bit further to explain how, how much I like it. I think the characters are great. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're really likable. Uh, and I'll also say I just finished today the season finale of season one. Nice. And it is quite possibly one of the best season finales I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. It was fantastic. I love the way uh, it bookended. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the show ended with that episode it would have felt like a really really cute quirky indie movie the show is called new girl but the season one was absolutely about nick and his character and the evolution of his character Mm -hmm. and i loved it it was brilliant nice let me ask you this first of all i loved in the in the season finale i loved uh um oh wow what's his name uh thomas lennon Yes, his cameo or his guest spot on it was. Uh, he's in like yeah. two scenes, but he's just this goofy guy who's gonna move into the loft with them. But yeah. there's a scene where he's he, like he's a weird guy in it, but he's he's bringing in boxes, and then all he's saying to himself is he's kind of singing along and he's dancing as he's moving mm-hmm. these boxes into the room, and he's like, um, he's like, I like to move in, move in. <laughs> it's yeah. so, so goofy, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good show. I'm okay. Let me count. Let me ask you this ask, as a please. challenge to your, you completely crapping on my sense of television. Um, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally, kidding. I know, I know you are, but, uh, this conversation was much longer last night. Yeah. Uh, and we can touch on the highlights if you want. But I, we... I'm going to ask you a new question. Go ahead. Okay. How does it stack up? How do any of the characters stack up against Damon Wayne Jr.'s character in Happy Endings? Right. Uh, Brad? Who, who who I called yes. in our season one the funniest character on TV. Yes. Um, They don't. But I, But I'll say this. I did <laughs> say that. Yeah. In the middle of season two of Happy Endings, okay, uh, and I do think that Brad uh, got a little less play and a little less funny as time went on on Happy Endings. Okay, um, but you know, I am kind of shooting myself in the foot here because I talk about joke density, mm-hmm. and Happy Endings probably has more joke density. Yeah. Um, but man, New Girl just has heart, and and that's. I guess that is what I want in a sitcom. I, I am mm-hmm. going to use something from our conversation. I talked to you last night uh, about why I like New Girl better. And they're they're very similar shows, ensemble casts, yeah. um, obviously half-hour sitcoms, obviously uh, st- aired, p- premiered the same year. Um, and so, so it's easy to compare the two. And the way I compared them to you was that Happy Endings is Seinfeld and New Girl is Friends. 
And while no. you applaud Seinfeld for its brilliance and hilarity, you don't so right. much like the characters because they are not like you at all. Uh, in fact, they're 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 not great people. No. And I would say the same for Happy Endings. New Girl is like Friends in that they are like your friends, and I think the characters in New Girl are like my friends. Yeah. Um, and I so. So while I will, I'm sorry. Oh, while I will probably give you that the joke density of happy endings is better, um, I think New Girl is a better crafted story. Okay, I can get on board with that totally. Thank you. I just, I just like, I, I think I just prefer happy endings. Um, just because it's happy endings, but um, yeah. But yeah, it also has an under underdog thing going for it. You know, yeah. Like I, I can, I can see liking it because of its underdogness, yeah. and I think that's perfectly fine. I, I, I liked rooting for it, and I was bummed when I found out that it wasn't coming back on. Right. It's, yeah. it's fun to root for that kind of thing, and it is, sure. it is, it, it told jokes, uh, and did joke runs that uh, no other TV show on TV does. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <sighs> Sorry. Um. But yeah, I also I think. New Girl, I also think New Girl is crafting stories like no other sitcom on TV is doing. Anyway, yeah, it was a whole big thing. New Girl, happy endings. Um, I'm really excited to see Damon Wayans Jr. on New Girl Me too. next season, but we got to get through season two and season three first, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to do that. That's well, what he's going to be, in, he, I think cool. he's in season three. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's cool. Um. Yeah, I I love the show, so I need to watch season three actually. But yeah, it's a good show. I won't I won't I'm glad that you're watching it. Um yeah. maybe we can expand on it more. Like maybe when you're done with it we can do like our third sitcom episode or something. Sounds good. Because um, I know we've been we promised a trilogy of sitcom episodes and we did. Never really delivered. But yeah. Uh-huh. Um cool. Um does that just leave me? Yep. That's oh, you. Cool. Um I actually didn't really have anything prepared, but um, the last this kind of goes back to space movies. I didn't include this in the discussion because I know both of you guys haven't seen this, but I haven't seen either of these movies. But there's a Europa Report and The Last Days on Mars. There are two mm-hmm. movies from uh, Magnet. Uh, they're on Twitter. They're called Magnet Releasing, but it's basically this production company that they put out these kind of. Uh, Limited run movies are they're a major distributor, I guess, but they're kind of like indie movies, I guess. But they they release a lot of genre movies, I would say. Mm-hmm. And Europa Report and The Last Days on Mars were both released this year, both space movies, and both are pretty good. Um, Europa Report is about a, a manned mission to uh, Jupiter's moon Europa um, in search of like. Extra, extra like in search of life there and things go awry it gets kind of kind of crazy but um it's a solid movie it goes back to the whole astronauts and 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 uh astronauts solving problems kind of thing and talking like i could the way that that movie's presented it's told in footage that comes back to earth from the mission so it's not necessarily found footage it's just just footage from the mission i guess so like security cameras so i guess it is kind of found footage but it's also um, it's really cool because it's presented it's show, it's intercut between that and interviews with with like the heads of the mission like the, the like the 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 company that that funded it and all that um, mm-hmm. so it's like intercut between that and then the mission 
and also some news footage of the launch and everything. And it's just a, it's, it's, it's an, it's immersive is the word I would use. It made me feel like this feels like it's an actual mission to Europa. And there are like scenes where the characters are sitting on the ship and they're talking about how they would, how they need to handle a certain situation that's come up. And I'm like, I could sit here and watch this all day. I could watch just astronauts solving problems all day. Um, I just, I just loved that feel to it. Um, so it's a solid movie. And then, um, the last days on Mars stars, uh, Liev, Liev Schreiber, um, who I love. He's awesome. Um, it's about a group on Mars who, um, encounter problems, um, mysterious problems, I guess, on their, in their, like the 19 hours before they're picked up, um, for for the end of their mission and it's it's a solid movie too it kind of for the doctor who fans out there it reminded me a lot of the uh the waters on mars episode um the special episode that was part of david Tennant's like last batch of episodes um and i think 2009 so it reminded me a lot of that it, it reminded me so much of that to the point where i actually looked looked up filming locations for both the movie and that episode because i was positive that they filmed it in the same place but they didn't, but so it kind of reminded me of that. And it was, it was solid and everything. Uh, Leif Shriver did a good job. Um, everyone else was pretty solid too. Uh, a lot of the whole astronauts solving problems and all that. But, uh, so both are pretty good. You could check it out. Um, last days on Mars are, is on iTunes right now. Um, you can check it out on iTunes and video on demand. I'll throw a link in the show notes and everything. And Europa reports on Blu-ray right now. And it's a pretty good looking Blu-ray too. So, yeah, I recommend both of them. Sounds cool. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, any parting thoughts, or should we put a bow on this thing? Put a bow on her. Put a bow All on right. it. We'll see you next week for our discussion on... What are we talking about next week? Who the knows? fall TV season. With oh, if the fall TV season. Yes. This is going to be good. Oh, Fun yes, time. and if oh. everything goes right, we'll have a special guest. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it should, should be, be good. Should be good. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. How uh, about your mother? Wait, what? <laughs> we're gonna, we got to talk about how I met your mother. It's the oh, yeah, TV we're season. Have to. Yeah, totally. And uh and which is better, Raw or SmackDown? Is that still a thing? <laughs> I, I honestly have, <laughs> I have no idea. I think idea. it might be. <laughs> I don't That's know. That's pretty funny. Yeah, oh well. All right, so thanks for listening to the Obsessive Viewer. Uh, I'm Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer. Uh, you can find Mike at I am Mike White. Tiny is at Obsessive Tiny. Uh, as always, you can find us on the blog at ObsessiveViewer.com where we just wrapped up a big, big month of horror-related Shocktober reviews and recommendations and all that stuff. You can find that on the Shocktober tab and also any up-to-date uh, posts that I may post in the coming week. <laughs> And then you can also find back episodes of the podcast at ovpodcast.com. They're uh, they're all right there for your for your for your downloading pleasure. Um, and of course, you can find us on iTunes and like us and or, um, like us on Facebook at Obsessive Viewer, and find us on iTunes and review us. We really appreciate that. We we love getting reviews and uh, and subscribe to us. And uh, you can find us on you can email us at ovpodcast at gmail.com any anything you want any topics you want us to cover any audio files you want to send to be included in the show um absolutely we might i'm i don't know how to set up a voicemail so you know that's the next best way to do it i guess um 
So yeah, that about covers it. Am I missing anything, guys? I think we're good. Yeah, I don't think so. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Sorry, guys. I'm a little distracted. I'm looking at my tonsils again.